the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen with Briefy.com. He's the chief economist. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. of yourself? Doing well today. Uh, a lot of content out there for me. Uh, makes my job a little bit easier. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not seeing a lot of, I'm not seeing a lot of economic content today. Yeah, I've got some earnings say, and things like that. It's uh, you got you may be busy, and I'm actually uh, in a pretty slow period right now. Why is that? It's just scheduling quirks, and right now okay. the only uh, release this week that is of importance is tomorrow's retail sales report. So you know you get a bunch of data that doesn't have much meaning in between then. So you just kind of look forward to the big day, which is tomorrow. What is the um, retail sales data comprised of? Because I hear the statistics and like, hey, retail sales were up, but is that Walmart? Is it Target? Is are there enough players to have a good index there? Yeah, I mean, it's basically where all consumption is done. I mean, it's you could basically predict what the goods component of consumption is from the retail sales report. There's very little services that go in there. Um, restaurants is technically a service, so that falls in there. But, uh, you know, other than that, it, it's basically where everybody shops. You know, the, the Census Bureau takes a survey of, you know, several thousand different retailers, and they put in what their monthly sales figures are, send them off to the Census Bureau. They statistically uh, manipulate them to get rid of seasonal problems and to accommodate for the fact that, you know, it's not a complete survey of every retail uh, um, place. And, you know, they come up with the retail sales number. So what are we expecting from the retail sales number? Well, that's what's interesting. If you look at our consensus, and our consensus comprised of uh, a little over 30 economists this week, uh, we're decidedly negative. I mean, it, they're looking at... I want to say negative 0.4% on the headline, uh, minus 04 as well on uh, X autos. And what's really odd is that we supposedly had a great employment number that came out last week. So why are we seeing, you know, a strong increase in aggregate earnings and yet a decidedly negative uh, retail sales number. And, you know, if you look at what reports are coming in, you know, basically economic analysis or predictions on what's going on, they're saying that, well, autos was a negative because you had a, a, mind, a modest decrease in the unit sales. So that's going to weigh down headline. But they're also going back and saying, look, 
uh, oil prices are down, so spending at gasoline stations are going to be down. So you factor that in, and that's two big negatives, and you're going to have a negative number in retail sales. And my counter argument is that if the oil prices are going down, and that's supposedly a good thing, you know, because you could spend it on other goods, then why aren't they spending it on other goods? Why wouldn't you expect, you know, sales to pick up at, let's say, Target, because you have more money in your pocket as opposed to, you know, spending it at the mobile station? So it was really interesting is that, you know, out of the 30-some economists in our forecast, you know, excluding autos, weigh, weigh out the uh, the big negative from, uh, you know, unit sales down, you know, you're not seeing a move into other areas. You know, I think there was only a handful, maybe five economists, including us, that are predicting, you know, ex-auto retail sales to be positive. So basically that's telling us, you know, if the consensus is right, you know, that we're going to have a negative number tomorrow, uh, ex-autos, that this drop in gasoline prices really hasn't helped the consumer in the ways that we would expect. It hasn't helped push the economy forward. We're only seeing a, you know, a modest gain in, in the real economy you know, when you strip out inflation, and you're not seeing the, the big boost that we would have expected, and, and that's quite disappointing. We keep hearing that the United States is going to benefit the most from low oil, and you're kind of telling me that we're not seeing it. Uh, is there a flaw? What are we missing here? Are we just well, are we saving more? You know, I'm, I'm hoping thing. that the consensus is wrong. I mean, I'm hoping okay. that what we're going to see tomorrow, you know, and my forecast is calling for an upside surprise, and I'm, you know, really expecting an upside surprise. I'll be very disappointed if the consensus is correct, because that really means that, you know, maybe consumers are more indebted than we than you know I anticipated. You know, maybe the increase in um, you know, basically the, the extra money that people are being able to have in their pockets, they're using to pay down more credit card debt. And we're not going to find that out for another few months when we see how the credit card numbers look like in the uh, full funds data. But, you know, right now, all you know, I would have expected to see a big boost in consumption, you know. Uh, it looked like over the last few years, according to the liability statements on the household balance sheets, that things have gotten better, that, that the, you know, you've been paying down your debt, your assets have been increasing in value, you've had a, a good stock market, you've had you know, better housing prices, so you should be able to hold on to what the current liabilities are, which are current credit cards should be very, very manageable, which means that you would be spending this, you know, windfall, so to speak. But if we have a negative number tomorrow, that's telling me that, you know, households are not in as good of a shape as we expected, and that they're using this money purely to reduce credit cards and, and keep their savings high. Are you doing any work, Dr. Jeff Rosen, on Greece and the impact of potentially leaving the European Union or not leaving the European Union? Because that seems to push the stock market on a couple of days. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's more of an impact on the stock market because there's fear and contagion. There's less of an impact on U.S. production and U.S. Uh, economic growth. So as an economist, you know, it's interesting. I want to see how the euro handles this. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, you know, costs associated with, uh, external debt outside of, uh, outside of Greece if it becomes known that it's possible that uh, a country could leave the euro. You, know, you may have a, a strong run in U.S. treasuries because of it, because of fear. 
but uh, you know, right now I, I don't see too much contagion. I'm not too concerned about a Greek exit from the euro causing a massive calamity in, in Europe overall, which would have an impact in the United States. I think that countries that are doing business in Germany, let's say, or France and Italy, you know, you may see some kind of, uh, you know, contagion, some sort of reverberation between that. But here in the U.S., I think we're pretty inoculated from that. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you're working on or anything else that you're paying attention to that should come out on our radar? Well, I mean, if you look at the employment report on Friday, we had a really strong okay. report in terms of the actual number, but the wages were not as strong as I would have thought. The headline looked like it was it was masking some great increases in minimum wage. Uh, there were about 20 states, I believe, that increased their minimum wage in January, and that's going to flow into that number. So I want to see if... Um, you know, how that plays out in terms of we're seeing a little bit of an increase in Treasury rates, 10 years approaching 2%. Uh, you know, two weeks ago we were at you know, 1.7, and it looked like we were going to drop down to 1.5. So I want to see how the market handles the possibility of, uh, you know, a raise increase, rate increase sooner than later, and what happens if next month wage growth deteriorates, you know, can, Significantly, because most of the gain in, in January was the result of a minimum, a one-time spike in minimum wage, and not actual, you know, solid growth in wages overall. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen. You can find him at briefing.com. He's the chief economist for briefing.com. Very trusted source of information by me on what's happening on Wall Street, what's happening in the economy, Main Street, and they have just plethora of other columnists and ideas there. Um, so you can check that out. John Stewart leaving The Daily Show. Uh, what's the stock angle? Everything has a stock angle, right? In my opinion. Um, John Stewart was a must-buy for advertisers in the Viacom cable network portfolio because people actually watched it live. So this adds risk to both subscriber losses and advertising. Remember, advertising is already declining in single digits. Um, Comedy Central doesn't have an obvious replacement at this point in time for Stewart, um, as some of the obvious ones have left. Last year, they lost Stephen Colbert and as well as John Oliver, um, and then they've had other you know spinoffs in the years past as well. Um, so the decline at this point in time, you know, comes at a time when both MTV and Comedy Central have seen a drop in overall demographics, uh, about 10%. Stewart's ratings have declined a bit this year, thanks to new competition from The Tonight Show. Uh, Stewart's viewers is still the most valuable demographic advertisers want, 18 to 30-year-old group of watchers is still larger than NBC's Fallon's Tonight Show, but Fallon's Tonight Show is gaining on it. Um, fake news has proven itself a profitable format for Comedy Central, as well as an important strategic tool for Viacom, given how much talent has been on and moved on from The Daily Show. Viacom, or Comedy Central, just generates less than 10% of Viacom's annual revenue. But this is a big one, because this was a top show, a top dog. 
So we'll see. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can find briefing at briefing.com. We've got a wonderful app as well. Let's take a break here. We'll be back. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.